Welcome to the 3v3 Podcast, your socially distanced hockey chat show. Here are your hosts, Cassie, Pat, and Patrick. So do you think Marion Hosa is watching from his home and thinking and kind of laughing to himself? Oh, poor Corey Perry going to three consecutive finals and he hasn't won the first two and just has a big grin on his face. No, because Corey Perry's already won a cup. That was the difference, right? Hosa hadn't won any. No, Hosa hasn't won any, but he definitely ha- does not feel bad. Whereas I'm sure there's plenty of hockey men that feel bad for Corey Perry losing two consecutive finals. Not to say the Tampa Bay Lightning are out because they haven't played on home ice and, you know. And they were down 2 nothing to the Rangers, and, and they looked pretty bad in the first two games against the Rangers. Mm-hmm. And they've lost the first game of every series that they've won, so. Yeah. You know, they're just baiting the trap, right? But there's also the possibility that if you're playing with your food, the food may actually get away. Well, Cassie, I know everything in life is (laughs) 50-50, right? Right. So, you know, yes, there's, there's, you know, the the seals are laying there going, those orcas aren't that close. They're not going to get anywhere near us. Most of the seals. And then there's the Colorado Avalanche sweater shot seal going, yeah, that sucker's a little too close for my comfort. I'm going to move over here because he may look like he's not interested in it, but yeah, no, he's just playing dead. There's a nice beach over there. I think I'm going to go visit it. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just get, you know, about a whale's length away from the edge of this iceberg that I'm laying on. Because, <laughs> you know, those, you know, those. Parking whales love to just blow out of the water up to about their tail. <laughs> land on the iceberg, grab a seal, and then fall back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, in playing with your food, there's, you know, uh, I go back to that. What was that? <laughs> there's that great video of the, what was it, the snakes on the beach? That, that were, they kept catching something and it kept getting away and they kept, you know, chasing after it and it kept getting away. And, you know, they were trying to get it and it just, you know, and, oh, I'd have to go look it up again. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. I'm not going to rehash it here. But, you know, there is always one. Mm-hmm. So... We've heard all the chat about, oh, can the lightning adjust to the altitude? Can we please hear how, how are the avalanche going to survive the humidity? By never leaving their air-conditioned hotels, training facility, <laughs> or arena? Have That's you how- ever been in an arena? Those dehumidifiers do not work. It's going to be swampy and sweaty in Tampa. And it will slow the fast team down. Oh, sure. This happens every year. You know, there's always some climate or geographical benefit to one of the two teams in the in the final, right? You know, 
oh, you know, can the, you know, how are the, how are the Kings going to play on the Rangers, you know, MSG ice? Well, the Kings ice is pretty bad too. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a hot take. Most NHL ice is uh, not great, Bob. <laughs> Thank you. Even in Edmonton. Even in Edmonton. It's perfectly fine, but when you have a big arena with a lot of space that just holds air. A lot of people. It's a lot of air to suck in and then pump out. And a lot of usage, mixed usage. I mean, it's not like it is a dedicated hockey arena. You know, it's the best of the sexually transmitted diseases. How's that? (laughs) Right? Edmonton's ice is, you know, is crabs, right? Of all the STDs you can get, that is the best one because, you know, it's pretty easily curable. There's no medication. It's not, you know, okay, you know. I am not speaking from experience, so don't even bother with that. Okay, good night, everybody. Wow. <laughs> How do you follow up that point? I don't know. I was actually about ready to push it. I was actually about ready to stop recording because I know you have a game to get to tonight. Uh, we ha- we still have, uh, well, 10 minutes. More time than uh, certain players do. Ouch. Ouch. Just saying. Just saying. Ow. Pat, just, you know, think of their children. Well, I mean, they play in a three-on-three summer hockey league for a reason. <coughs> oh. which, yeah. which marketing genius thought, hey, let, let's put our debut up against the Stanley Cup final game. Um, good on them. You know why? Why? Because at least they had the chutzpah to try it and get all those people that are like, I can't stand Tampa. Ugh. I can't stand Colorado. Hey, there's this other hockey thing with teams that, you know, I have no knowledge of and therefore no predisposed irrational hatred of. So let me attempt to go find where I can watch that. Or, you know, in the event of a a kind of blowout game where people are looking around going, okay, I'm done with this. What else can I watch? Yeah. It's like hockey being too afraid to, to, to you know, schedule any games when NFL games are on. Get over it. Get over it. So ridiculous. How timid can you be? Whoa, don't challenge them. They will. uh... (laughs) They will what? What what are they going to do, Pat? Sneer at us? Issue us, have the Pope issue a statement about us? Flip us off. Ooh, I'm scared. Oh, no. No, they would never do that, Cassie. They would have. They will challenge the definition of the word you use. That's what they'll do. Mm-hmm. Concussion doesn't mean concussion. Is that what we're getting at? A loophole isn't a loophole. It's not a loophole. It's written right there in the damn CBA. Tampa could do what they did. I just, God. <clears throat> I love the reckoning. That has come down that basically the NHL said enough's enough. They didn't break any rules. And everyone's like, yes, they did. No, they really didn't. No. Our rules are stupid. That's how they were able to find this black hole sized loophole in the rules. Here's why I will say there are loopholes in the CBA. 
because the definition of the word as a noun, there's this there's this fun word inadequacy. There are some inadequate rules that the lawyers just missed because they had to write on top of themselves. Are you suggesting hockey yes. hockey people yes. are inadequate? <laughs> yes. I was gonna say you just could have stopped at the word inadequate, and that would have yeah, you know. The, it's just like you could have been, Okay, we're done here. Good. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> yeah, but I gotta get more words out before you know the lawyer that has this feed our record feed tapped uh, hops in on mic. Mm. It will happen one day. You you mean like I'm gonna I'm just gonna be sitting here and there's gonna be a message in the chat from a lawyer? Can you serve a cease and desist via Skype chat? Nope. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's really not a heck of a lot to talk about, which is why I'm like, wee. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, no commentary on the coaching, uh, coaching hires. Do Is something there? crazy, Mr. Iserman. Do something crazy. Um, he won't. But Patrice Bergeron for player coach in Detroit. <laughs> Well, I, I'll, I'll just go on the record and say uh, he probably won't be a player's coach. I am. Um, I'm looking forward to Tortorella in Philly, not not for the hockey, not for the on ice hockey product, but simply for Tortorella and the Philadelphia media. <laughs> I don't know. He may be at home there. That may actually turn out to be a place where he, like, he should have been all along. Well, he wasn't at home in New York. Well, no. I mean, there's no one to the level of Brooksy. They're pretentious in New York, and and Torts is not pretentious. No, but there are plenty of curmudgeons. Yeah. Still in the Philadelphia media. Yeah, but then there's also Al Morganti. Who kind of makes up for everything. Yeah. Does he? <laughs> you know what? He does in my eyes because, one, he's an Australian shepherd owner. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll, something new. I'll always, always, you know, give give bonus points for anybody that that, own, that owns. Yeah, I hate owns. saying Owns. Who owns. Oh, I hate sorry. the word owns when it comes to a dog. But, yes, um, who, who maintains a... Has. who companions and understands and loves the breed of the Australian Shepherd for various reasons from my end. Um, plus, he's always answered my emails, so I'll give him that yeah. one. You know, I he's just a personality I have lost touch with since he went back to being kind of a local. only a, a local guy. Yeah, yeah. A local individual. Um yeah, the days on. I, I have nothing to say bad about him. Yeah, no, he's I. I just think he's a stand-up guy. Um, and and it's good that he got the Elmer Ferguson Award this year. Kind of a little overdue in my opinion, but they don't. You know, they induct one person from the media every year, so it's gonna be a while before they get to everyone that's good. Um, uh, 
I, I think he'd be more home in Boston. Well, but see, Boston and Philly are pretty much the same sort of thing. It's just Irish mafia versus Italian mafia. Please direct all of your mail. <laughs> Boston fans have no no problem with that. Uh, no, <laughs> Boston no. fans hate Philly, and Philly Philly fans hate Boston. So, and and there's nothing irrational about that animus between the two. Just, no, it's glorious. It's absolutely glorious. So, Trotz and Boston. Can he elevate their young players? That that that's his metric. He's Do not, the young players get better? He's not being mentioned in, in by the Boston media as being in the running for this job. <laughs> Probably never, because Boston does, doesn't have any young players. <laughs> they tried away. Well, is that a well? Boston was that a chicken or an egg problem? Did they have no young players because they weren't being played, says the president of Hockey Ops? Or do they have no young players because of what the GM offered the coach? Who's to say? Or they have no young players because they trade them all away. And then mysteriously make one of the biggest blunders in the last 30 years during an NHL draft when they had three first-round picks in a row. <laughs> Outside of St. Louis skipping an entire draft. Outside of San Jose passing up on Chris Pronger because they had Mike Rathji. Uh Cassie, it's yeah. your turn. <laughs> no, I'm just, just basking in the joy. <laughs> in the misery oh, wait, of... Wait, no, this isn't joy. <laughs> no, it's schadenfreude. Yes. It's yes. taking joy in someone else's misery. Yeah, yes. By very definition, Cassie, that is Schadenfreude. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm really. Uh, no, so, so Sorry, in Boston, on. it's been the the names floating around are Jay Leach, who is the assistant coach for the Kraken, who was previously coached for the Providence Bruins AHL team, and what's his face, Quinn, his first name escapes me at the moment. David. Thank you. The former Rangers coach. Right. So there's the former a, the, Boston University coach. Coach. Mm-hmm. Right. I was. Gotta have the nostalgia. God. Gotta have can, that regional nostalgia pick. Can Megan Duggan become a an NHL coach soon enough so we can get out of this nepotism circle? <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, he's going to be most firmly entrenched in the arbitrary six anyway. They won't, they won't like, unless it's, it's like it is currently with Montreal, who's just gone off the rails in a totally unexpected direction. No, Um, it wasn't unexpected. They found a coach who speaks French. That's their only qualifier. And that pool was shrinking. So they just had to, you know, instead of looking in the big swimming pool, at the hotel, they had to look at the kids' end of the pool, and they found one of the kids. Said, hey, he speaks French, and he's coaching something. He's coaching those kids. That works. He speaks French. Mm-hmm. So when they put Please. that team in Mexico City, I guess we need to. They're they're going to need to find a coach that speaks Spanish. <laughs> Please direct all your hate mail to Patrick. At- <laughs> <laughs> um, God, wouldn't that be fun? But what would, what would we name a Mexican? A Mexico City team. 
I'm very scared. <laughs> I'm I'm expecting the Aztecs. <laughs> what what would we name them? What would the league name them? Mm. Honestly, Mexico City HC. That works. See, that's kind of where I was being honest. That, that would be the appropriate thing to do, yeah, but this is the, the NHL. Calls? The Habaneros? Well, how how many copyrights and trademarks can they get around? You know. Well, that's why that's that's why you name it after something that that kind of technically can't be copyrighted, right? It's the name of a pepper. The jalapenos, the habaneros, the you know, it's hot, it's spicy, and they can trademark a logo with the name, but they can't trademark the name by itself. Mm, yeah, so no word mark. Which would be a good thing. Correct. And as far as needing a coach who speaks Spanish, I think there's a couple in. I, I think that would be California. easier. Yeah, Probably. it'd be easier than maybe finding that a francophone coach who can get out of his own way. Someone, someone who speaks Quebec French, Joal, not you know, Parisian French. Because they'd all look down their noses at a Parisian French. <laughs> you know that. They would. No, against, I know they would. I yeah, know they would. Again, send all your hate mail to Patrick at 3 <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the what, preseason games supposedly are talks in talks to go to Mexico City. Is that what that was? Yeah, um, I it better be the Kings and the Stars, or the. Oh Coyotes. no, it's it's going to be the Coyotes and the Maple Leafs. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot yeah. about the Austin Matthews side of things. Mm-hmm. Still, that'd be actually pretty cool for them. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, an international draw from a multicultural city in the it, just leave their press at home. They could and bring, bring a his close parents team down to the board. Yeah. Yeah. They could bring his parents down. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's fluent in Spanish. I'm sure he probably I is. I would think so. so I, I, would, I would hope he's passable because his mom. His mom's Mexican, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if he, if he uh, wanted to talk to like grandmothers and grandparents. Yes. Abuelitos. He'd have to. He couldn't get away with not being fluent. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm sold. So. Um, I don't know if they need to be a team close to the border. I think it 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 might make sense with Dallas. More than. The Coyotes, because you'd be a little bit. Ah, see, I don't know. I don't know. There's all those little regions in Mexico. They kind of, they kind of ally themselves to certain regions in the United States when it comes to their um, football, their NFL fanatics type stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Mexico City is far enough south that it really is. Yeah, any of that. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of the the Rome. 
or it's so bifurcated, trifurcated, quadfurcated. I have a doctor of sociology. I can make up words, okay? <laughs> Making up words is fun. Right. But you can only do it if you have a doctorate in sociology. I used to call it Gieselism, but nobody understood that because nobody knew that Dr. Seuss's real name was Theodore Giesel. So. Um, yeah, I'm kind of sold on the, on the Maple Leafs and... Somebody. Somebody. I mean, the sharks always the sharks always represent when it comes to Latin Heritage Night. I mean, they do, and I I I know the Kings do as well. So you know, those are probably two good candidates. Mm-hmm. Arizona. Eh. If it's in Mexico City, Arizona is not necessarily the draw. No. You know, if it were, it should know, be I LA. Know. Should, yeah, that was my other thought. You know why? Because LA does a Latin broadcast for their games. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking, like, you know, as a as a team name draw, right? You'd want with the you want you'd want to go with the big names, and out of the Southwest, LA is the biggest. They've been around the longest. History, et cetera, I, and so on. I also think just for the unfamiliar, the unfamiliar, unfamiliar um, fans, you know, just the word Los Angeles would be a peak. Right. Yeah, you know, they can, I think it'd be a blast. You get Austin Matthews down there. You know, even though they're going to be like Toronto, what? Oh, there's a there's a kid whose mom. Okay, you know, and he can speak some Spanish. Great. And then you bring the Kings down because they've got the Spanish broadcasters, and they would absolutely kill. Have you ever listened to that feed when the, when the Kings do the Span- the games in Spanish? Uh, oh my God, it's so cool. Like once or twice a long time ago. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, they're 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 not they're not as over the top like a soccer match or a football match. Like but the Pujambis? Pretty... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like Yeah, all the Punjabi brought, you know. And and while we're here, well, thank you for bringing that up because I was actually gonna give mad props to Harner Ryan Singh for multiple reasons, but one, his what I was able to see of his um, conference final run was just, God, I love listening to him call games. There is a rhythm and a musicality to his calls. Mm-hmm. He knows when to get out of the way mm-hmm. and, and let, you know, what is being presented to you on the screen, talk to it. Mm-hmm. And as, as much as he drives me nuts sometimes, um, he or Louis DeBrusque makes a very good partner for him. In that aspect, because Louis getting gotten so much better at staying out of the way too, mm-hmm. um, and then also receiving an honorary doctorate from his alma mater, and being the the first um, Asian—I forget what he titled it—but um, the the you know basically the the first of his nationality to receive an honorary doctorate from that university. So, well-deserved. And also a great guy. 
another great guy. And still has one of my favorite all-time Twitter handles. I sing for Hanover. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, that's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my other favorite is a friend of mine named Shannon. Hers is Oceanida. That's not bad. Yeah, and it's funny because she's actually from, from California, so... That makes it better. Yep. <laughs> and I will give Matthew Kachuk credit for his. Kachucky cheese was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, now I've seen I... him smile. That is a, he's got a cheesy grin. I love it. He does. Oh, I, I, I want to hit him sometimes, but he's not the most punchable face as we've discussed. <laughs> That is still 100% Timo Meyer. Um, and, and news and notes and, and Patrick's musings and observations. Um, I'm not sure how ego, ego, <laughs> how Igor Shosturkin played wearing a headband uh. under his helmet. Because if you ever watched, they, there weren't many shots of it, but. And I'm not talking like a I'm not talking like a Kelly Rudy rap. I'm you're probably more familiar with this, Cassie. I'm talking one of those plastic ones you, with the um, the comb in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He slaps one of those on to pull his hair back, and then pulls his goalie helmet on, and that would drive me absolutely nuts. See now, I've seen uh, some men and obviously women do the the. Uh, the rubber band headband, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but not the hard plastic ones. Because I actually, that's usually what I wear. But, huh. Yeah. I'm I just like, what is he doing? And then you see him, you know, he flips his hair down. You know, he flips his head down, flips it back, and then, you know, puts it on and pushes his hair back to, you know, basically just like the, the crown. And then pulls his helmet. I'm like, how do you wear that underneath your helmet? I mean, I know there's padding and stuff in there, but just that pressure along, you know, that the plastic. ears. I yeah, think. I would be right yeah. above the ears. So I, That's, I, can, hmm. I can understand why he would use that in theory, because like, I have the, my head is flat in the back because when I was a baby, I was laid flat on my back. <laughs> And so I can't wear those those rubber band headbands because they just they won't stay. Right, they, they it's too flat. They shoot off the back of your head. Right, yeah. and so that's why I use the the plastic ones with the usually with the combs. And so that's if I had to guess, that would be my guess why he does it that way because that's something that I'm familiar with. Well, I'm familiar with it too. My the back of my head is flat just because I got whacked on the back of the head so many times as a child. What are you doing? Smack. <laughs> Sorry. Stop doing that at the table. Whack. Um and when I did have hair and I had long hair, yes, I tried to wear a headband like that and it would just end up becoming a um pseudo samurai ponytail at some point because it just keeps sliding sliding and then right, yeah. eventually just goes swink and then i'd have a ponytail if um, straight hair then that just doesn't it often doesn't work either correct because so. there, there's no resistance there's no that. texture to keep it's, it where it's at um especially <clears throat> fine blonde hair um i'm just surprised you didn't go with like a kelly rudy style you know if he's just 
something tied to keep the hair out of the eyes. But in a hockey goalie helmet, how often? Uh, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I haven't put a hockey goalie helmet on in many, many, many years. So <laughs> it could be that it's he has it really loose and, you know, just it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. my um, I played hockey with a guy, God, years and years and years ago who uh, who had, you know, like massively long hair and was a goalie. And he'd actually put it in pigtails so it would come out the um, on the back plate. Okay, I love that. So yeah, there'd just be like, just, you know, about, about midway up, like around the ears where, you know, just in between the two straps on that back plate, essentially, he'd have these pigtails coming out. And I was just like, oh, he had his girlfriend braid it one night. It was just hysterical. Yeah. And I, I, I was just going to say braids, Viking braids. That's what yeah. we should be going with. Right. My, uh, one of my younger nephews, uh, when I was back in West Virginia a couple of weeks ago, his hair is down past his shoulders and he had the occasional braid. And I'm like, good for you, Viking braids. <laughs> Anyways, random aside. Um, <laughs> come come for the abstract Mexico City game talk. Stay for the hair advice, the hockey hair advice, you know. Yeah. Well, so Cassidy, how long was he, like, not with the team? <laughs> you know, they always said as long as he wanted to be unemployed, he'd be unemployed, right? Right. I, I'm I'm uh, my favorite the, the, the favorite response I saw from that was um, all those Boston fans who kept screaming that Cassidy, you know, should be Eichel's coach got their wish. <laughs> and then underneath it was the gif of the infamous monkey paw from The Simpsons and one of the mm-hmm. fingers retracts. Yeah. You know. And I always go back to the sometimes the angels punish us by answering our prayers. <laughs> Careful what you wish for. Yep. Um, yeah. So so usually you can tell like how big of a mistake a team made in firing the coach by how long he is out before he gets rehired. <laughs> I don't know if I buy that constantly, Cassie, because it's not a consistent rule. I mean, no, I, you know, it's... So, it is, yeah, nepotism runs rampant, and so therefore people get hired for a variety of reasons, uh, rarely of which is the one that they're actually good at their job. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting to see what he will be able to do with that roster. Speaking of a guy who is... Only out of a job as long as he wants to be. Let me float this idea at you. Is Barry Trotz going to be the next GM of the Nashville Predators? No. I don't see. I don't. I. I don't get the sense he's done coaching. Okay, so he can replace Kevin Sheveldayoff when he gets his lifetime contract from Winnipeg. You're assuming that Sheveldayoff will ever be fired <laughs> or resign. Because as we have discovered, the only thing that is more persistent than a tick on a dog is the Edmonton media. Thank you. Good night, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> 
3v3 podcast follow us on twitter at 3v3 podcast we're available for nhl consulting at reasonable fees